0: once again, happy Sabbath. The Lord mentioned something to us yesterday uh, that was um, somewhat of a uh, reprimand. Now, we don't, we're so used to that that we don't mind when the Lord reprimands us. We, we celebrate it. We thank him for it because he doesn't let us get too far from the shore. And so he had mentioned something yesterday. We were talking about it during prayer line and, and how we don't understand the posture of praise. How we don't understand the great gifts that God has given us to help us to recognize who He is and what our relationship is with Him. That we don't take advantage of it. And matter of fact, we hinder the connection that we should have with our God by what we do and what we say. And so we're going to look at something this morning that. Everybody here will understand if they don't understand now, because we are here on what day? On God's Sabbath, amen. Amen. Whose Sabbath is it? So we don't have one, do we? We just celebrating the gift He gave us. Is that right? So let's go, if we would, to the book of Psalm and turn to the book of Psalm 100. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, chapter this is. Psalm 100 is only five verses, so don't get nervous. We're gonna read one through five. Psalm 100, one through five, because God is really wanting us to understand this, this experience that we should be having with him. See, we have taken church to a, such a level that sometimes we, 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 we think that coming in here is a sackcloth and ashes experience, but it should not be. There, is t- there are times when sackcloth and ashes are necessary, but when we come to celebrate, this day. We come to celebrate. Amen? You don't go to someone's birthday party in sackcloth and ashes, do you? Okay, let me explain sackcloth and ashes. You know, all down and depressed and, you know, all that. You, if you went to somebody's birthday party depressed, they wouldn't let, they don't want you there, do they? They say, get your depressed self out of here. We're trying to have fun. So, but we're going to do something. God said these seventh-day Sabbaths are what's called a holy convocation. It's a time we get together, and in Psalm 100 it says, Make a what? Joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Does that sound depressing? No. Then why do we look depressed? when we come to celebrate the Sabbath, amen? Let's keep reading. It says, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That's enough to celebrate, isn't it? We should be glorifying God saying hallelujah, amen. We should be so happy that this is the state. This is our reality that we are his people. And then he says in verse four, Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Giving thanks, right? Giving thanks. We come in here doing what? Giving thanks. And he said, enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. We should be saying thank you, Lord, for even letting us hear that this morning. We are thankful because this is his day. His day he has set aside for us to come together and commune not only with heaven and not only with the angels, but also one another. Our fellowship should be a joyful fellowship. We should come in here looking forward to sharing some joy with somebody else. Amen? Amen. Amen. We don't come here to unburden ourselves. We come here to lift up. We come here to be an example to one another. We come here to smile at one another. Can you imagine if everybody came in here smiling? Oh, the atmosphere would be different, wouldn't it? When everybody came in here with the betterment of someone else in mind, oh, the atmosphere would be different. We would come in here and everybody would be so happy. They'd be hugging and, and, oh, happy Sabbath, everybody, and actually mean it. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're getting there. Come on. We're going to the book of Leviticus now. Now, this is why, this is why, this is how we keep his Sabbath. See, a Sabbath is more than a day. We always say that. It's a way. And he said, there's a way even to celebrate me. And let's go, if we would, to the book of Leviticus, 19th chapter of the book of Leviticus. We are no longer going to be a sad place, are we? We're no longer going to allow the devil to bring in burdens on this most holy day. We as a people are going to celebrate this day and celebrate God's people together. Now in Leviticus chapter 19, and we're gonna read verse 30. He said, ye shall keep my Sabbaths, amen? Amen. We all are aware of that. We are talking today about how to keep it. The posture to keep it, the, the atmosphere to keep it, the spirit to keep it. He said, ye shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Reverencing is doing what? Respecting. Do you know that, God, you disrespect the Lord when you come in here with burdens on your shoulder? Because we didn't come here to be burdened, did we? So we need to, to reverence his sanctuary. We need to reverence his day, and we're going to respect his day. We're going to respect our God by being in the proper posture when we come into his <coughs> sanctuary. Amen. Stay in Leviticus. Go to Leviticus chapter 10. See, God is very, very particular on worshiping him. You just can't worship any kind of way. We just can't come in here any kind of way, can not we? We have evidence of that. We're going to look at it in Leviticus chapter 10. He said, I need you to come to with thanksgiving in your heart. Because do we have a reason to be thankful? even if there's nothing as you would classify good happened to you this week, you came in here this morning. Thank God. You got here this morning. Thank God. There were people that did not wake up this morning. There were people who tried to go where they were going and didn't make it this morning. You got here in a vehicle. As old as it might be, you got here in a vehicle. You got here, and the building had air conditioning. Praise the Lord. Because, oh, we've been in here when it didn't. (laughs) See, there's so many things to be thankful. You are breathing. You have a reasonable portion of health and strength. We have little ones in here. We have brothers and sisters in here. We should just say thank you. Because there are many people who don't. There are many people in hospital rooms all by themselves. There are many older people in convalescent homes who no one ever visits and they're going to die of a broken heart before they die of old age. So we have something to be thankful for. Amen. Because God says, look, when you come into my presence, come into my presence with joy. Come into my presence with thanksgiving. Because if you come either, any other way, I have something I need to teach you this morning, and he's going to teach us in Leviticus chapter 10. Let's, we would begin at verse 1. Leviticus 10 verse 1 says, And Nadab and Abihu the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered something called what? Strange fire before the Lord. These were not rookies. These people understood exactly uh, 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 the procedure of the Lord. See, just like us, we know the procedure of coming to church on Sabbath. We Some of us even know what time to get here. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think anybody laughing at that one. <laughs> but we know the procedure, but there's more than the procedure. There's more than just coming here, isn't it? Right. And it was more than just lighting the censer and the incense for these two brothers because we have evidence in verse two. It says, and there went out from the Lord, what? fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. They were going through the procedure, but they didn't approach him correctly. God says, there's a certain way I need you to approach me. He said, Nadab and Abihu, you knew you didn't supposed to do that. Not that strange fire. And when we come in here wrong, we're offering strange fire before the Lord. We said in in, in a a baptism class this morning, we need some more, more of that instantaneous justice. That God used to pass out in the Old Testament. Or even in, early, in the early church with the disciples, man, when you lie to the Holy Ghost, you fell dead. The brother said, no, no, bro, we don't need that. <laughs> but this is where this was. He said, look, you know the procedure, you're going through the motions, but you're not coming the way I ask you to come. And church, we're going to have to shake this from us because there needs to be joy and peace and happiness in this building. Verse 3 said, Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be what? In them that come nigh to me. Oh, I will be sanctified. And that came from who? The Lord. He said, You're going to respect me. You're going to do it the way I ask you to do it. And he said, "Uh, In them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron the father did what? Held his peace. You know, Aaron couldn't cry. Because he had to love his Lord more than he loved his sons. And that had to be shown to the people. Because you know everybody was looking. If Aaron would have said, oh, that's not fair, there'd have been a couple more people buried that day. But Aaron understood that God says, look, here is what my my position I want my people to be in. And I expect them to be in that position. Did we come in this place today thankful? Did we come in this place again happy and joyful? Or did we come looking for somebody to carry our burdens? Nehemiah. God. See, that's why you don't need Barney, and you don't need Elmo, because there's great little stories in this Bible. There are great accounts in this Bible, and, and, and we were talking, for those who are just listening in, we are talking about in Sabbath school how, how we can't put certain things before our children, because the Bible is full of things, of, 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 of stories and accounts, and it also, they're, they're, they're accounts that explain something. See, in Nehemiah, we're going to read... That even in the courts of men, there was a way to approach a king. And we say we are in the the presence of our God when we are in here. That's why we call this room the what? The sanctuary. Do we act like the presence of God is here? If we do, we don't come in here crooked. We don't come in here sad. We don't come in here depressed, do we? Why? Because you didn't do that in front of the king. Go to Nehemiah, if you would, chapter 2. You know you would lose your head. We're going to read this. Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1. And the Lord said, it is written, And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Adaxerxes the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. This was Nehemiah's job. Cupbearer, he would come and bring the wine. He came into the presence of the king. Now, and, and let's keep reading. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. And Nehemiah said, Then I was what? Very so afraid. Why? You didn't come in the presence of the king sad because the king didn't want sad people around him. You've, you've read all on these, uh, uh, these little sayings that people have. You know, if you're going to fly with eagles, you can't hang around with turkeys. If you're going to be positive, get rid of the negative people. Well, they believed that. And if you came in negative to the king, what happened? You lost your head. And so Nehemiah was sad, and uh uh-oh, I'm sad in front of the king, that's breaking the law. So when we come to celebrate this day, how do we come? Heavy heart, sad. You know, there's a time for heavy heart and sad, isn't it? There's a time for prayer. There's a time for getting together and uplifting one another and and, and bearing the burdens of our fellow man. There are times for that, and God makes time for that. But this isn't it. (laughs) We are here to celebrate the wonderful nature of our God. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Jeremiah. We're gonna get it before we leave here. We come to celebrate. Old song said, I don't know what you come to do. But we're gonna praise his name. Amen. And praise is is, a, is a, a whole posture. It's just not what comes out of your mouth. It's your whole, your, your whole being. You're, you're just excited and you and you love and yet everything is flowing through you. See, we know who comes through the door with that spirit because they're flowing to other people. You ever watch the dynamics of this place? Well, we sit back and watch the dynamics and who's who. And we can tell who's flowing. In the morning. Folks come in here. Hey, hey, I mean, just spirit just flowing through them, just spreading the spirit everywhere. Amen. And those are great times, aren't they? Amen. But then we have those who are what we would call beavers. Beavers build dams and they dam up the flow. I mean, the spirit hit them and that's the stop of that spirit, you yeah. know. And then people behind them trying to get the flow, but they're standing in the way, like guarding, guarding against the Holy Ghost. No, I don't get no Holy Ghost in here. Oh, I don't feel bad. It's not of y'all, is it? So why are y'all sad? We're going to flow today and forevermore. When we come in here, we're going to be a conduit for his spirit. And we read in Galatians five this morning. We know the Holy Spirit because the first, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Mm-hmm. So ain't nothing but love coming out of us. There are no more corner meetings. You know, so and so always trying to tell somebody what to. Clip it. If you go by somebody, just lay hands on them and pray and say praise God. And mm-hmm. don't do, you know, don't do what I'm going to do. I got a brother, a dear brother of mine pastor at another church. See, we come from a background that's a little harder than what we are in here, just a little bit. And this brother called a person out, but didn't call him by name, he said, Satan! (laughs) The Lord rebuke you. And this person was trying to damn up the Holy Spirit. So that's my job, not y'all, don't don't call anybody Satan in here, because they would not understand. (laughs) But what we're going to do is we're going to allow that spirit to flow. Amen? Amen. And when it flows through us, you know what? More people might come. Mm -hmm. Because that spirit needs to be flowing before God will start speaking to his people, saying, you need to go over here. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? That's all he's waiting on. It's the spirit to be able to flow all the time so when the folks come in, guess what they get hit by? That spirit. That's why people stay in places. It's the spirit. Now, some people stay in in places where they're more comfortable with a a certain other spirit. Well, that's fine, too, for them. But people are looking for the truth. They need to see the spirit of truth. And we're going to be those conduits. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah 17 this morning. He made a statement here. Oh, man, they were... Jeremiah was talking about this, and Nehemiah did this. In verse 21 of 17th chapter of Jeremiah, the Lord says, thus saith the Lord, take heed to yourselves. What does take heed mean? Pay attention, Pay attention right? Mm-hmm. Focus. <laughs> and bear no burden on the Sabbath day. Okay? First of all, bear no burden on the Sabbath day. Now, of course, when you look at this word, what we read the the, the Hebrew word for it, but we normally think burden, we mean, you know, working or something like that. But it means a little bit more than that. He said, first of all, bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring it where? Don't bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. Amen? Neither carry forth a burden out of your house. On the Sabbath day. Neither do you any work, but do what? Hallow ye the Sabbath day as I command, commanded your fathers. See, part of hallowing his Sabbath day is leading these burdens alone. How you gonna bring a sinful burden in on a holy day? He said, first of all, don't have them. If you slipped and got them, don't bring them out of your house. Oh, if they made it out of your house, don't bring them in here. Amen? So you had three shots at this before you walk in this door. But what happens? We forget, not, we forget to hollow the day that God gave us to hollow. He didn't give us this day so we can just all be blue. What do you think the children don't like Sabbath? honey, oh, I mean, everybody's just blue. Do you know if everybody was happy in here, man, children? Children love to be in happy places. What do you think Chuck E. Cheese exists? Probably got the nastiest food on earth, but it's happy. And kids love it. How about we get a little more happiness, a little more joy, a little more peace? i never been to Chuck E. Cheese. i got no idea, okay? Uh, but we ought to have that in here. Amen? Amen. So he said, look, let me read you. This, 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 the, the word burden is, is, is pronounced massa in, in Hebrew. Uh, it, it, it is a, he said, don't bring a doom. It, it says chiefly a doom. <laughs> now I know y'all don't think that burdens are that, mm-hmm. but you can see doom on people. Mm-hmm. Debbie Downing type people, mm-hmm. they just doom everywhere. Doom. Just happy Sabbath. Yeah. My life's terrible, but you I hope hope you're having a good week. Uh-huh and they just this big gray cloud comes in. He said it's a mental case. He said, don't carry this mentality, this doom on you. He said, don't bring this on my day. Why? Because I am a God of joy and peace. He said, especially on a day I have given you to celebrate a day that I have carved out of this week so you can spend time with me and each other in the celebration of me? Don't bring this burden in. I often hear people testify, Lord, thank God for the Sabbath. Because they do what? They lay it down. Oh, the Sabbath is a lay down day. I'm talking about literally now. Okay, because I know there's a lot of lay down going on on Sabbath. But, but, <laughs> but what we're talking about is you lay the burden down. We, 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 we were younger in the faith. We didn't even go to the mailbox on Sabbath. Because there wasn't nothing in there I needed to see on Sabbath. Because what happened if you go there and the IRS got something in there for you? Oh, the Sabbath shot. <laughs> I'm strong in the Lord. No, no. <laughs> When we get together, we celebrate God. Amen. We celebrate the gift and the wonderful nature of our God. We celebrate thanking God for one another because it's lonely out there, isn't it? Yeah. You're trying to find somebody to talk to. You're trying to find somebody that can relate to you. You're trying to find somebody who's raising their children like you, and you can't find any of them. But, boy, when you come to church, we have a whole building full of them. We ought to come saying hallelujah and thank you. Hallelujah. It gets lonely out there. As Brother Albert and Sister Katie, they live hundreds and hundreds of miles away. But all oh, when they hear, you don't hear them coming in here talking about doom. You ever hear, oh, oh it's hard times. Happy Sabbath. <laughs> you never hear that. Come in here, happy Sabbath. Hey, how y'all doing this? Hey, I mean, they're hugging and smiling and making everybody feel good. Amen. Why? Because it's a celebration day. Amen? Amen. Amen. We got to get this mentality of the Sabbath being boring and dead and I can't day until a day where it's a can day. You can leave the world alone. Yes. Those burdens that Pharaoh put on your back. Oh, not today. He had to get, catch me tonight, Can't, not today, man. Oh, we let those birds get us so we don't even come to church anymore. Oh, man, I'm worn down. I have given all my strength to Pharaoh. So I'm gonna do what? Not gonna celebrate. Everybody in here has had their testimony, so don't act like the, it's your neighbor. Mm-hmm. I would have that testimony, but I'm in a position I can't do that. Thank God for the position. Let me tell you something. We need to really kind of focus and take advantage of this time he gives us. Because let me tell you something. When, when it comes down and you can't do this without the, your life being threatened, how easy is it going to be for those who don't come now? You haven't made it a practice to celebrate the Sabbath. You haven't made it a practice to celebrate the relationship one with another. You have not celebrated this great relationship that you have with God himself, and when it comes illegal to do so, how, where is your fortitude gonna come from? Well, you know, I gotta make a living. Dying ain't much of a living. Eternal death is really rough. And I just want to warn you a little bit this morning, you are on the very edge of this becoming an illegal activity. And if you and I so easily walk away from this celebration now, we're not going to have much resistance, are we? Oh, and it not just coming here. I'm talking about the Sabbath being a way of life. A way of life. See, everything you do is different from out there. The way you eat, the way you dress, the way you sleep, the way you speak, the way you worship is different from the world. What happens when the world says you cannot do that any longer? See, that's when we come together now so we can fortify one another and be fortified by the Lord. Because this day is right here. Amen. Some people, uh, they talk to us, my wife and I, about you know, homeschooling children. We homeschooled children before there were homeschool associations. Everybody was afraid and they started making these associations so you could be a part of something. Man, you can't be afraid. If God said it, do it. See what God does. Oh, but try it now. And you're not connected with him. See, we think that God, you, God says do something. Okay, God, we're going to do it, and the whole path is going to be clear. We can just walk down the road with, with honeysuckles in our mouths and roses in our hands. That's not how this works. You've got to be connected. Because you're going to hit a bush, a tree, a bump, a brick, a wall. But you've got to still believe. And if we don't believe and can't celebrate this wonderful gift called the Sabbath, now when they tell you don't go to church on the Sabbath, because if you do, you'll be persecuted, then what? Well, I didn't do it before. And the problem with that is there's a God in heaven who has commanded this. And so you decide, I'm not going to do what God says. What happens to the disobedient? Not only the lake of fire, your life is going to be miserable. That's what's so fascinating to me about People run with the devil and think the devil's going to reward them. Well, that God business, that's a little too hard. Y'all a little too strict. I'm going to do this with the world. I'm going to get this. As if that's a reward. And what happens to you? You spend your whole life doing that 40-40. 40 40 hours a week, 40 years, and you're still broke. You're still miserable. You never accomplished what you thought you was gonna accomplish. But the devil had you on that hamster wheel and you just kept rolling because you said God is too hard. All right, let's go to Isaiah 58, I'm sorry. (laughs) So sick of people giving credit to Satan, I just, just, it bothers me. (laughs) God has a way to w- to live, and I'm talking about live, not just exist. Amen. Don't you want to be healthy? Don't you want to get out of bed? And don't sound like the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> See, people, people got a few days. Understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> your knees popping, your leg pop. Clack, 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 clack. Good morning. Sister Jerry, there's some 25-year-olds going through that right now. That's just sad. (laughs) Don't you want to be able not to be restricted because you ain't got it no more? I I have a hard time being restricted because of some stupid thing I've done. I get mad at myself. Because God has put this thing in our way. He has put this plan of living in our life. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, people talk about you. They talk about you anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them talk about me and I'm following Jesus than talk about me and I'm out here following some pipe dream. But Lord, the rewards are so wonderful. Every time I wake up and, 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 and I look into my wife's eyes, I say, Lord... This life is wonderful. Amen. I didn't wake up next to an idiot because I was following some instruction from the world. And I walked by I, my, my, my sons, my two sons, that they are actually productive citizens. <laughs> They're actually a church. They're actually in their 20s. They're actually successful in everything that they do as it relates to out here in the church, school world. That's why I said it's a good life. Amen. See, I don't have to worry about taking credit for anything because I didn't do it. It was his life that did that. So don't you think that's good enough? How many people do we go and visit in prison that didn't have that life, who chose another life? Who's going to cho- choose a thug life? Isaiah was testifying the other day. He said some of his friends aren't on earth anymore. So when you come in here, you ought to be celebrating. Matter of fact, Isaiah 58. He asked us to do something, and we're going to do this because these burdens are no longer coming through this door. And guess who's going who's to be the doorkeeper? The Holy Ghost in you. You are going to be the doorkeeper. And you're going to have the Holy Spirit, so you're not going to be judgmental. You're not going to be argumentative. You're not going to be, well, where you been? That kind of stuff. You're going to have so much Holy Ghost in you, people are going to say, man, I can't miss next week. That's right. Isaiah 58 verse 13 says, if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Your foot is on the Sabbath. Remember that old old saying, put my foot on your neck? That's what the grandmothers used to tell us when we were out of line. (laughs) But your foot is on his sanctified holy day. He said, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day. He said, don't do that no more. What is your pleasure? Bringing these burdens in, trying to infect the church? bringing these sorrows in your heart in. He said, That's, uh, would you please take your foot off my day? I gave you that day so you don't have to carry this stuff around any longer. Amen. Amen. Are you worried about the office right now? No. You know what? If you're worried about your job, I want you to think of it this way. First of all, it is not your job. Amen. Can we say amen? amen? How do we know that? Anytime, they will take their job back. It's called being fired. Why are you worried about it then? What else are you not worried about? Are you worried about how awful the week has been? Lord, Tuesday, it was rough. It's Sabbath, hallelujah. It didn't kill you, did it? You're still here fighting. I had an argument with my spouse on Thursday. You are here today, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen? He said, take your foot off my Sabbath for having your pleasure on my holy day. And then, then he wants you not only, see, it's a twofold thing. Stop abusing this gift, but also do what? Call the Sabbath a what? A delight. <laughs> the holy of the Lord. See, there's two things happening. Not only do you put this burden away from you and all this foolishness away from you, you celebrate this day. It's a delight. Happy birthday. What else did we celebrate? Uh, anniversary. This is a weekly anniversary. You get to meet him every week. Who are you meeting? Who are you coming to meet? The Most High. You're not coming to meet the pre- See, if the president of your company invited you over, you'd get all dialed up and geeked up, and you'd be so happy, you'd just bebop yourself in there. I get to celebrate. He invited me to his child's birthday party. Mercy. Mercy. He said, I want you to call it a delight. Honorable. And shall honor him, not doing thine own, what? The whole week was our ways. Six days shalt thou wake. Six days shalt thou give your strength to Pharaoh. Six days shall you worry and have these burdens on. But he said, not this day. Don't find your own pleasure, nor speak in their own words. Then he said, if you do this, this is not hard. It's like somebody saying, I want you to be happy because I'm giving you a million dollars. How hard would it be to be happy? Mm-hmm. If I had a million dollars and I said, here, have a million dollars, be happy, how hard would happiness be? Oh, maybe y'all multi millionaires Maybe a million dollars is nothing to y'all. It would fix a few things in my life. <laughs> I'm just here to tell you, it would make. I would have a few adjustments in my life if I had a million dollars. Yeah. So, but I got something better than a million dollars. I have a weekly anniversary with my God. And I had, my father knows one thing. He said, "Son, if you really needed me, you know I." Do. Then he said this will happen, verse 14. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. See, you can't even delight yourself in the Lord carrying these burdens in on the Sabbath. You can't even have this relationship. You can't even experience this relationship with all these burdens on this day. He said, come to celebrate me. How are you going to get what I'm going to give you if you're worried about your burdens? You ever come to church and not get anything out of the sermon? Because you're worried about something? Some people worry so much, they don't even come. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit here by myself and figure this out. How do you think you got where you are now? Yourself? Oh, man. If this is only a place to come and not worry about anything, isn't it a great place to be? People do drugs for the same reason. We got a drug here. We got something better than all of that. We have a complete relationship with a God who wants to raise us up to the level of joy and happiness. And we are blowing it by bringing in burdens on the Sabbath. Matthew chapter 10. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I did not finish. Because it is a little another gift for you. He said, then shall thou delight thyself in the Lord and... I will cause thee to what? Isn't that what you were trying to get to all these six days? On the 14 jobs that you have. I'm trying to get to the high places of the earth, and I'm going to work myself to death. He said, guess what? I will cause you. You won't earn it. You won't work your way to it. I will cause this to happen. Can he he do it? He said, I will cause thee to ride on the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob, thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. You know, all the six-day activity. Now, go to work now. I'm not talking about being a bum, laying around, meditating. I'm talking about you're going to do something. But know this, that God says, I can cause all these things to happen if you just walk the way I ask you to walk. And he just asked this morning that we would celebrate and not be burdened. Is that too hard or too much to ask? Matthew chapter 12. Hmm. Are we all right? I didn't ask God to tell me what the response would be when he gave me this. Cause then, then you you know you, you get all in, in you know anticipating things and you were hoping that people would be happy. You hope that people would be smiling. You hope people would say, "Lord, I don't have that burden of the world anymore." Oh, let's just celebrate the Lord. That's coming, isn't it? Please tell me it's coming. Please. It's hard trying to do this if you're not happy. Are we talking about happy things today? All right, let's go back to some sermons we've given before. You know, those steel-toed boot sermons. But now this is actually a sermon God gave us to be rejoicing and be happy and be gleeful and, and enjoy this day. So let's enjoy it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 10. See, this Sabbath day is a wonderful gift. And, you know, we can do good things on this day. It says, verse 10 says, And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Hmm, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? That they might accuse him. These was who? These were the church people. You know church people. they always stir up something. Now he said, Is it lawful to you to heal this man's hand on the Sabbath? Because they wanted to accuse him of doing what? Breaking the Sabbath. Verse 11 says, And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? Verse 13, Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth. And what happened? It was restored whole like as the other. It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Amen? And nothing better than to celebrate. Is that doing good? You can't do good burdened, can you? You can't be good. You can't do good walking in here with all manner of foolishness on you. Remember we read earlier in Jeremiah, don't have any burdens. Don't let the burdens leave your house. And don't bring any burdens through the gates. Amen? Amen? How do we do I often wanted to say in the middle of sermons like this, let's all stand up and go outside and come back in and see how we did. How would we do? Some of us would jump up and run outside and say, good, let's do it again. Let's be happy again. Some of us would think in their minds, what are you accusing me of? Why? Because we left the house with a burden.'" What do you do on the way to church? When you drive to church, what do you do? Sing? Sometimes you have your your music on, sometimes you have your scriptures on, right? Mm -hmm. Do that for the Lord. Because what that does, it kind of melts the burdens away. By the time you get here, then you're in a different mindset. Why do we sing before service? It's supposed to be so your mind can get to where we need to be celebrating. When he said a joyful noise, that's what he, it could be noise. We had that, Sister Jerry, we had that Sabbath school this morning. It was noise, but it was joyful when we were singing. It was wonderful, wasn't it? It gets you in a whole different mindset to be celebratory in your nature. Ephesians chapter 4. This is not just for today, is it? No, It's from now on. And you are the guardians of the gate. You're not going to let it happen, are you? That's right. Brother Juan, you've got to take somebody outside and pray with them. Guess what? Just take them outside and pray. Amen. When somebody comes in and says, uh, Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, not today. This is a, you, know, we, you know what? We pray together every day, don't we? We're on a prayer line every day, aren't we? You got a prayer request? Where should it be? You know, on the website that nobody goes to, I'm redesigning it now, so I'm, I'll announce it when it gets finished. There's a prayer request button. Mm. And you know what happens? It comes straight to my email. Mm. I need prayer. for this. It? Make it as long as you want to, it's email. Mm. There are times to pray, isn't it? Amen. There's times to lay your burden, there's times for that. But it's not testimony time, is it? What are testimony supposed to do? Man, and y'all get on Brother Albert. Because Brother Albert's testimony said, Look, man, God is the most wonderful thing on the face of the earth. And I got so much to tell you about my God. We're supposed to uplift each other. Oh. Man, I got something to tell you about Jesus. Jesus is wonderful. We need to celebrate even in testimonies. Man, I mean, it can just be the Lord has been so kind. The Lord is God. Just something like that. You remember Jesus wept, don't you? Remember that's your little memory verse? It can be Jesus wept. Well, thank Jesus. But have something to uplift people. Have something to turn up. Because somebody might have slid in here with a bird. Not after testimony time, will they? There's no way. There's going to be so many happy people in here. Some people have what they call testimony service, which lasts an hour. Why? Because there's so many wonderful things to say. Ephesians chapter 4. See, this is what he's concerned about. He said, verse 29 of Ephesians 4, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. A burdened conversation on Sabbath is corrupt. But that which is good to the use of edifying. Oh, so your communication is supposed to be what? An edifying communication. What is edifying? Lifting up, building up, shoring up. That it may minister grace until the hearers. Let's keep reading. He said, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Oh, so when you leave the house on Sabbath, that has to stay in your top drawer. Mm-hmm. I wish it buried in the backyard. But, but just leave it there. So when you get in your car, malice is not there. Oh, and then when, what happens? When you, when you come up and park, when you get out of the car, if, if, if bitterness rolled with you, leave it in the trunk. Amen? Amen? Oh, so when you come in, there's only what? Good communication, edifying communication coming out of your mouth. He said, be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you, he said, you can't celebrate the Sabbath holding this thing. Remember that? He said, forgive one another. How are you going to celebrate the Lord and not forgive? You know, that keeps us from healed, being healed, spiritually and physically. When we don't forgive. When bitterness is in our heart, we're going to have trouble. People want to to know why their their lives are so messed up. Because you got bitterness in your spirit. You got hatred that came from what? Unforgiveness. Move on, man. Christ does for us, He says, get over it. I got over it. So when we come to celebrate, there should be what? No one in our heart, no anger, no wrath, no clamor, no evil speaking, no malice, and no bitterness. How we doing? (laughs) Do you see the different atmosphere this puts us in? The different spirit it puts us in. Man, if we all come in here without any of this in us, we'd be running to church. Cause the whole world is exactly this. We want to be together, wouldn't we? Amen. Church would be on your list of things to do this week, Amen. not things where I got to do. It should be, who, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Ah, I can't wait. You running to get on the line? Happy Sabbath. get up Sabbath morning and just be bopping around the house. Got your music going. You're not late. You're not working. Because why? You've been looking forward to this time all week. First day of school for you. I'm just happy. Amen. And I'm going to a place where other happy people are going to be. Amen. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. So when we bring that other spirit in here, how it just, And you don't have a, an orator in front of you. I'm not going to sit here and jump around and have an organ playing and, and try to get your spirits up. We're just going to try to be obedient. And all he asks us to do is be joyful. Let Galatians 5. We're going to get out of here in just a moment. Because I know we got other things to do but celebrate, right? <laughs> I got to be Some of us got an appointment with the dinner table. Sister Sherry, the only one you, the only honest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see you running out of the door. Got to eat, got to get it. Some people leave. Testimony too long, I got to go. (laughs) Do this for me. If you got that issue, put an apple in the car. So when you do leave, you can just hit it you know. when you leave. One day, you're going to have the discipline. Don't worry about that. You know, sometimes we walk out of here at 5 o'clock after being here since 8 o'clock. Now, we don't even eat. Why? It's a celebration day. Somebody wanted to stay and celebrate. All right. We're going to celebrate and talk about the Lord. The Lord said in Galatians 5, he said, let us be possessed by his spirit. And that's the only way we'll be able to be glad today because it's not going to make sense in the world. The only way we're going to be able to be happy and celebrate today is we be possessed by his spirit. And we know this from from long ago, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says what? But the fruit of the spirit is love. So if you love us, if you love each other, edify one another, uplift one another. He said, the fruit of the Spirit is joy. So you should be in charge of joy. You should come in here as if you're the one in charge of joy for the day. You ain't relying on anybody else's joy. You said, I'm in charge of joy today, and I'm bringing all the joy I can. Amen? Amen. Then we got another assignment called peace. Your job is peace today. No conflict. No murmuring. No complaining. It's just peace. Amen? Amen. What else? Long suffering. Because somebody's gonna slip in here with some bitterness. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna try to outpeace him and outjoy him. But you're gonna be long suffering with. Him. What else? He said, gentleness. And that's hard for some of us, isn't it? Goodness. Oh, and talk faith. Don't ever let anybody steal your faith away just because their life ain't going like it should. Don't, everybody, don't, don't, don't talk, I guess unfaith. Don't talk doubt. Don't talk discouragement. Talk faith. God is, and that's all I need to know. Sit there talking about, I don't know if I'm going to be able. No, you are. You are more than able because he is able. And if you hang around me too long, I'm going to give you 50,000 examples. 50,000 testimonies. And the only person in here going to have more is Albert. <laughs> His is longer than mine, though. So You're going to be here a while. Don't come at Albert and talk doubt because he's going to tell you about faith. Amen. Amen. What else? Meekness. Gentleness. We need it, don't we? Temperance. I guess that comes with I got to go home and eat. And God says, against there is so, such, there's what? No law. See, God's law that we try to keep, because we want to be so stoic in church, he said, these things aren't against that law. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be all, presby- I mean, all tight. <laughs> he said, these things aren't against that law. You know, the law you say you want to follow, that's why we don't say amen. That's why we sit there with our hands folded. That's why we don't say hallelujah. That's why we say, well, you know, the, mm-hmm, mm. we're, being, we're being reverence. Mm. Reverence is following the Spirit of God. Amen. Yeah, I know y'all are going to brush y'all losing his mind. No. Next he's going to ask us to dance on the jazz. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, let me tell you, we need to celebrate today. Last scripture, Mark chapter 2. Let's, let's really appreciate what God has done for us. It's okay to smile, it's okay to be joyous. Go be happy. Don't let the devil steal your joy. He will do it, won't he? Problem is, we're setting the table for him. Come on in, sit down and steal my joy, devil. Because God did something very special to us in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. Mark 2, 27. So you'll know who's in charge of this day and why this day was created. The Lord said, and he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for who? Who? Think about that. He said, I stopped creation to do this for you so you can celebrate. He said, and not man for the Sabbath. This was not made to be a burden to you. This was made to be a celebration for you. A time where you can lay your burdens down by the riverside. Lay them down. And you know what? You might hear something in church that will cause you not to pick them back up again. Do you see why Satan doesn't want you here? So you might feel the spirit of God in a place and with each other and in each other that you won't pick those burdens up again, that you can live this life knowing that he is the burden bearer. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. We all right? We're going to celebrate now. Aren't we? Maybe, if we, maybe we brought in some, some, some bass drums or something. Maybe we got choir uniforms or, or, you know, whatever. Maybe we fry some chicken in the back. But we can celebrate without all of that, can't we? We can celebrate because he is and his spirit is in us. And he has a spirit of celebration. Amen? Amen? Now look, we thank God for his way. We thank God for his way of living. And the Sabbath is just part of his way. He has a lot of things he does with his people. And we have a, a, a great, great opportunity to witness one of those things today. God has blessed us with another young couple, because we've had a few, who decided that dedicating their, their son was a good idea. Amen. And we have the opportunity to see that again. You don't know how wonderful it is, because I had never seen a child's dedication until 1992, and, and, and it was kind of funny. My, we were over in a, a, in a building, church building, wasn't half big as this room, but that was our church building, and we dedicated our firstborn. I'd never seen that before, but it stuck with me because the bible said you know you need to do that. And so from that point on we've been seeing it and we've had the opportunity and the privilege to dedicate many children. And we just thank God for the mindset that it takes to think that's important. Because that's the moving of the holy spirit in a person, in persons. Amen. And so when you get a husband and wife to understand that, isn't that a great reason to celebrate? It's a great, joyous day. And we have a joyous day today, don't we? So not only did we celebrate the Sabbath for regular reasons, we get to celebrate a dedication today. Oh, and next month we're going to celebrate some baptisms. We just don't know what we're going to do with ourselves with all these reasons to celebrate. We're going to run that demon out of here, aren't we? He won't be able to get back in. He won't be able to ride in on anybody's back because he'll be met at the door with a what? With somebody in charge of joy. All right, Morgan, you're gonna be there. You be charge of joy. <laughs> all right. now, 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 who else we gonna have? Uh, who, who, wanna be, who wants to be charge of peace? Anybody? All right, all right y'all be in charge of peace. Y'all are the peace brothers back there. We're gonna have that. Who, who, who's gonna be charge of long suffering? This guy has somebody with patience? Josh, that's not you. Uh, uh, we're gonna have somebody else now. Maybe we have Isaiah and Micah. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all be the long-suffering people. We're going to have, and it's gonna, they're going to come in, they're going to have all that spirit hit them in the face, and they're going to be so happy because that devil has been wearing them out all week. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a word of prayer, and then we'll begin our uh, dedication service. So let's have a word of prayer, everyone.